Greetings, everyone. Welcome to day eight of Hortoberfest. I don't know. We'll add in some lightning effects in post. Yeah, sure we will. That's what I'll do. Yeah, that's what you'll do. <laughs> hey, let's cut to a clip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's cut now to a clip, and let's fade in and out from that clip. <laughs> so, this is Movie Mastery's Horrortoberfest. We have another dumb movie that you have given us to watch. It is The Mirror. I am John. This is Jeff. That's me. What did we, what did we think about this trailer? A uh, very generic found footage horror, it looked like. I mean, the only difference between this and any other found footage horror I've seen is that they're British. Yeah. No. On, can I be honest? The fact that they were British when this started out, I was like, I'm probably going to like this slightly more than I would have if they were American. Yeah. Like, if I was watching a dumb found footage thing where they're like, we have a spooky mirror, I'd be like, eh. Yeah, I know. It's like, that's not enough premise. There was already a shitty found footage horror movie on the moon. So, that means that setting one in a house, you've already lost the point. I mean, that you've got to do better than the moon to, in order to beat the shitty barrier, because even the one on the moon didn't do it. Huh. Also, there's so many, like, this mirror is spooky, or scenes in horror movies where it's like, spooky mirror time. Oh yeah, we, I, I had to find the trailer for this, and it turns out that you have to search for the mirror, because if you search for mirror, you get a bunch of trailers for the film Mirrors. Yeah. But if you search for mirror horror film, then you get some results for the Oculus. <laughs> yeah, no, not not exactly the most original concept, but that's that's fine. Again, it's one of those things where it's it 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 feels like this trailer was the perfect storm of dumb crap that I've seen before. Oh yeah, I mean, God, the horror in the in it is derived from little brief snippets of just seeing a hallway or something, and then oh no, a shot of someone standing and looking at a wall at an odd angle. I mean. Really, that's the horror that you're going to bring to us? That was in the Blair Witch Project. It was the only scary part of the first horror film that was found footage. Yeah, no, the the whole found footage thing, I'm like, all right, one, I've seen found footage to death. You have to do something with it where it's not going to be terrible. Two, yes, we've all seen spooky mirror stuff. You have to do something so that's not terrible. And three, your trailer is basically just like, oh no, a guy has a knife and is standing still. You're like, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I have certainly. I've only watched like ten horror movies because I don't like them, and I've seen everything in this trailer already. Uh, 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 yeah. uh, the one thing I liked about the trailer was that there's a shot of him uh, because the guy's got a body camera strapped to him, like a police officer. Yeah. So he's got like a chest-mounted body camera. And there's yeah, he's one, got one of them little GoPros. Yeah. And he's, there's one shot in the trailer of a knife being held at like the first-person shooter angle as he walks towards someone else, and I was like, oh, look at that! It's like a video game. Neat. I hope we get a bunch of that, where there's like a knife being coming in slightly from the side, as if he was holding it. Because to get it there, he has to hold it kind of midway across his chest and hold his arm out all akimbo to get it there. But they really wanted to convey that it's a first-person shooter that you're looking at. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. What predictions do we have for the mirror? Uh, probably no or next to no special effects. Uh, I'm going to say they're going to blow their budget on... Like, probably one or two. You have to have a scene where the mirror looks like someone, but it's all fucked up. Oh, yeah, it demons their face for oh, a yeah. second. You get those, yeah. like, black eyes, slightly larger mouth with, like, black teeth, that sort of thing going yeah, it on. Yeah, makes a noise real quick, yeah. Yeah, so I, I definitely think we we have to get one of your standard demon-looking face things in a mirror. Yeah, but I think that's going to be it. I think any special effects in this film will be confined to on the mirror. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, you're gonna have a bunch of low-budget things where it's like, 
oh, we cut away and then cut back and things have changed. Or, like, they look in the mirror and it the room looks different in the mirror and then they look at the room and the room is that way. Shit that you don't have to do special effects for, but it's easy enough to uh, do with just practicals. Okay, so there'll be some... Pr- yeah, I mean, it's going to be mostly shock scares is what big, a big prediction is. It's going to be a lot of, oh my gosh, that guy's standing at a weird angle when I pan the camera across this room. I mean... I remember that one of the Paranormal Activity movies did a really cool thing where they taped a camera to an oscillating fan. Yeah. I thought that was a neat idea for the found footage horror. I don't think we're going to get anything that good in this one. I think the body camera is the biggest gimmick they got. Oh, yeah, because it looks like they've got probably two or three stationary cams and probably one handy cam and one body cam is yeah. what I'm, I'm looking at here. You need that handy cam because otherwise you can't cheat shots into this thing. Oh, yeah, well, you can't shaky shot stuff. You can't yeah. be like, oh, what was that? And then have someone spin around, which yeah. is... If there are fewer than ten what was that in this movie, I'll be impressed. That, yeah, me too. You know what I was very impressed by was the opening of this, where they the premise of this movie is that they want to win the James Randi prize. <laughs> who, who do they think gets that at this point? I mean, James Randi is like 91. His, his, I mean, I'm sure that paranormal prize still exists, but not that many people know about it. <laughs> I, I, I guess it was a big deal. Maybe they were like, yeah, everyone knows about James Randi and his prize to beat... Like paranormal fakers in the 1970s. <laughs> yeah, well, we're we're getting it. It's happening. All right, we're still gonna get it. Which, uh, I'm I'm gonna also predict we never find out where the mirror actually comes from. Like they get it from some place, but there it's like a mysterious donor. I'm gonna say maybe yeah, because we don't know it's a spooky mirror, and it in the trailer it didn't look like an antique. It just looked like a regular goddamn mirror. So I'm going to assume it's because they're like, oh, we got some tip that this mirror is haunted. I have, like, no respect for found footage movies anymore. So I feel like my predictions are all going to be like, this movie's going to be boring and suck. Like, <laughs> like there's there's going to be, I mean, there's so little things of interest happen in regular found footage horror movies that I can't think of one to predict. All I can be is like, the actors are going to be terrible. One of them's going to disappear for a long time and then reappear later in the film and, and, and everyone's going to be confused by it. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of shots of the character with the, st- the handicam filming themselves instead of what's going on. Yeah, also yes. Especially given that this is a mirror-based movie, the amount of I'm filming myself in this mirror it has got to be just off the charts. Not just that, but also, oh my god, you guys, there's a ghost right on the other side of this camera that I've pointed at myself. But I'll show you the ghost in a second, but first I want to talk to you about the ghost while I point this camera at myself, you guys. Well, just just a lot of... I'm so scared right now. Yeah. Oh, things are happening and it's spooky. That'd be like the Cloverfield one trick. Where Remember Cloverfield where it's like, there's a giant monster right over there, but let's see what's going on with the girl from Party Down. <laughs> All right. So those are our predictions. Let's get to watching The Mirror. This movie so goddamn much. Jeff, Jeff, I know you're being quiet, and I know it's because you're filled with rage, and if you open your mouth, it's going to come out like a viscous fluid. Yeah, like just a swarm of beetles. (laughs) Potato bugs. Yeah, just hate scarabs are going to start pouring out of your mouth. Yeah, I don't like found footage horror movies in general, because... 
the problem with found footage horror movies with me is that they are a gimmick way of filming something, and so all I can do when I'm watching them is spot where they fuck up the gimmick. The well, the thing for me when I look at a found found footage is I know that the reason you're doing this is the same reason that someone's like, here's a reality TV show, in that they're like, oh, this is way cheaper. We can be way stingier on everything and get away with it because it's that style. Right. And, and there are movies out there. I mean, Cloverfield is an example of a found footage horror movie where they actually spent some money. Yeah. And even then, all, all I do when I watch Cloverfield, besides pausing to vomit several times... <laughs> is uh, all I do when I watch Cloverfield is spot the times where it doesn't make any sense that anyone's filming at this angle from anywhere. Yeah. Well, and there's always points in a found footage film where you're like, okay, uh, th- at, you know, there'll be points where it's like, okay, you wouldn't be filming this because you're trying to run. You, you don't hold a camera up to your face when you are running. Yeah. Or there are points where you go, oh, uh, there's something going on, but they've decided to flip the camera around and point at something else. Usually at themselves, like, like, oh, oh my I'm... god, look, off screen, yeah. off screen, something crazy is happening. An amazing thing is happening right over there. But you don't get to actually see it because that would cost money. So yeah. we can't. Well, in this movie, in this uh, long... In this long, tedious, technical movie... Technically a movie, only because there is not another word to describe footage that exceeds to this... Or that exceeds like 30 minutes or so. <laughs> it's It certainly isn't a film, either. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> hey man, there's a cohesive story. It's just a very boring one. Really? What's the ending? Uh, the ending is everyone. Well, someone dies. No, that's not. There's no ending. There's no ending to this movie. In this movie, they should stop filming their stupid found footage <laughs> thing at like the halfway point, and they just don't stop because and at a certain point they stop talking about filming. You notice about halfway through this movie, no one mentions the cameras anymore. Oh yeah, well. Always in a found footage film, again, you have that point where one of the characters goes, Hey man, stop filming me, or, oh, why are you still filming this? This is getting too real. And then they ignore it, but it still goes on. And there's a re- there's always some reason. You know, some guy's like, I have to document this so that people know what happened here. Or, oh, because I'm trying to prove whatever's going on. Yeah. Or even, at the very least, going... Because it's super fucking dark, and this has, like, night vision, and I'm using that to see. Right. In this movie, they hit a point where basically everything's over, and they keep filming anyway. And oh, they yeah. keep doing it for until things start happening again. It's... Okay, let's... We're let's gonna start from the beginning, shall we? Let's break this down. So the, the main conceit of this, being that there are three friends, they live in the same flat with each other. Mm-hmm. Two of them are together. Yeah, you've got a relationship, you've got uh, Matt and his lady, Gemma. Mm-hmm. And then there's their, their uh, Matt's best friend, Steve. And Steve is a huge douchey McDoucherson. Yeah, at first glance I figured that Steve was probably gay. Honestly, at first glance, I thought Steve was going to be the one who goes insane. But, whatever. Oh, yeah, he's kind of got a very intent look to him. Yeah, I can see that. My first thought, based on his haircut and, and his shirt, was that, oh, that's that's a that's an on-the-town London gay guy. Okay, I got this. Yeah. I'm on board. Well, that's, that's why he doesn't have a girlfriend there. Yeah, that would make sense. Okay, I get this. He's not. He's just weird-looking. Well, he just has a dumb haircut. Oh, yeah, he's got that front poof. Oh, God. It just comes down, and I'm, I just want to slap him and go, no, man, you're not allowed to do that. Are are you in an old, like, emo band from, say, I don't know, the 80s? Are you getting your school picture taken in 1993 that you can't have a big front poof? Are you currently in Depeche Mode? <laughs> then stop it. Are you a poodle? 
<laughs> yeah, so, okay. So the three of them are like, oh, we're going to apply to J- James Randi's foundation. foundation to prove that bullshit actually exists. Right, and what a weird, this movie's from like last year. I mean, James Randi had a documentary come out last year where he basically finally revealed to the world that he's been gay all along, and that was his big secret he didn't want anyone to know. And, and, and they talked a bit about his history of being just sort of a normal guy who felt like it was important to shut down fake paranormals. But here's what James Randi did, spent most of his life doing. Fruitlessly trying to prove that Uri Geller was fake, huh. which he is, but no one cares because people love a fake wizard. <laughs> and then also debunking goofball idiots dressing in in like um, Oriental clothes in like 1970s Kansas. Yeah, Maybe he'd be like, I don't believe that Snowflower the Mystic is able to move the pages of a phone book without blowing on it. Which is why I'll put styrofoam out in front of it there, and then he'll pretend that there's too many psychic interferences in here. That's what he did. Yeah. And then yeah, he has this long-standing offer that he'll give you a million dollars if you can prove a ghost exists. Yep, that's real. So that's what they want to do. Yeah, so they're like, we're going to prove a ghost exists. We found a mirror on eBay. That's supposed to be haunted and no one else bid on, although they apparently knew how many people had viewed it. Oh yeah, well you can always see the views for something. Mm. So they're like, oh, like 200,000 people have looked at this and nobody bid, which is is bullshit. There would have been at least two or three, there are like... Places out there that collect stupid bullshit like this. Right. Also, there are people that, that know that when there's no minimum bid, they can be like, oh, I'm going to put a penny on that. Oh, yeah. Well, there's always going to be someone that's like, oh, weird, dumb crap. Yeah, sure. I'll bid the minimum bid. Unless the minimum bid on that was like $1,000. There are literally machines, or like, not machines, but software systems in place for eBay that try to buy things that no one bids on just so that you get them and then automatically attempt to resell them. Yeah. That's that's a thing. So, some you know, the minimum bid would have been put up. Who cares? Even, yeah. even then. Let's let's assume that the minimum bid for this was like a thousand dollars, and that's why no one bid on oh, it. Oh, and why they made a big deal about one of them getting ripped off for buying it. Yeah, that could well be. Yeah, and, and, it, and I think the only reason that works is because these three are apparently independently wealthy. Yeah, because they also don't have jobs, which is yet another one of my pet peeves with found footage horror films. Is that the movie always has needs a contrivance for why these people never seem to leave their apartment or house or whatever, and in this one. The contrivances, they just don't. Yeah. There's no point where we even get a thing where they're like, oh, I'm on vacation, or, hey, I took a week off so that we could try and do this video, or I just got fired, or no, I have yeah. a shitload of money, and they, I'm a trust fund baby. They do, they do leave the apartment. At one point, all three of them go out to the circus. But anyway, we'll get to that, because it's coming up very soon. So they buy a mirror on eBay, and then they have a big, stupid, standard found footage thing where they do the introduction to each other, you know, to, to, so that the audience knows who everyone is by going, Hello, Gemma. Hello. Do you believe in ghosts? That sort of come thing. On, come on. We need you to, to give an interview into my camera for this. I don't want to. I, I want... I don't believe in ghosts. What about... What about you, Matthew? Do you believe in ghosts? Ah, uh, yeah, sure, why not? I'd, I'd like, like to believe in them. I'd like to believe in ghosts. And just like, that sort of bullshit for like 20 minutes. Because this movie wastes time. This movie is like, I'd say at least 95% filler. At least, yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, but right off the bat there, I think we had our first prediction that the the uh, mirror would come from a mysterious source and we'd never f- see who bought it. Now, we do say they bought it on eBay, but... It's a mysterious seller on yeah, eBay, well, baby. Oh, all of these people have looked at it, and no one knows where it comes from. And I'm like, 
Okay, great. They also don't ever try to contact the guy they bought it from. It's never like, hey, guy, we bought this from on eBay. What the fuck is the deal with this? Yeah, they bought it from a seller on eBay named The Real Satan 420. <laughs> <laughs> XX Lucifer Blaze It XX. Yeah, with only one negative review from some guy named Actual God, Actual God. And the review just says, fell from grace, would not buy from again. <laughs> That's that's who they bought it from. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, well, he's only got one negative review. He doesn't have any positive reviews. We, I'm not sure if we should buy this. Look, his name is XX Lucifer Blazed XX. That seems pretty legit to me. Also, I'd like to just throw out how much I enjoy my own comedy for Lucifer Blazed. Hell, come on, folks, give me points. Yeah, you get points for that. My, meanwhile, I went with Actual God, Actual God XO. <laughs> Because actual God was taken. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, I mean, God wasn't first in the race to get himself a good eBay username. Yeah, it was actual God 327. <laughs> 327 being God's area code. <laughs> <laughs> I got God's in different area codes. <laughs> good, good, great. I love that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, so they yeah. buy, yeah, they buy the, sorry, go ahead. Go okay, ahead. so you, they've got the mirror. Uh, and we get a bit of a scene where they're like, oh, the first person to open up this mirror is going to get cursed. And kind of... Yeah, that's basically what happens. Pretty I mean, much what happens, because yeah. they're like, oh, that, no, don't don't say that. And uh, the two people who open it are the couple. And I'll go ahead and, spoiler alert right now, they're the two who end up kind of going crazy at the end. So, oh yeah. no, I've spoiled this bullshit movie for you. So they set up the... Uh, they're, they go through the... Okay, here's another found footage thing that you always need to do in found footage movies. After you introduce the characters, you have to introduce the other set of characters in the movie, which are the cameras. Because you, you need to tell us where the cameras are, who has the cameras, and what the deal is with each one of the cameras. Like so, where they're going to be, yeah. what they're looking at, how you've set them up. Yeah, you need to do that in a found footage horror movie. And you might as well, because the car- cameras are generally going to be more interesting characters than the characters. Well, because the cameras in any given found footage film are almost always a window that the viewer is looking through. Like, we don't... I almost never identify with anyone in the found footage film. It's just... Oh, yeah, because they're too stupid. I mean, it's another thing about found footage horror movies is that they have to star... Like, by definition, they have to star absolute jackasses. Well, people that are unwilling to move from a place that is obviously bad for them to be. Or pick up any number of telephones... Uh, say anything to anyone who is not part of the cast of the movie. Yeah, I mean, at least with Blair Witch Project, the entire conceit of it being like, oh yeah, we're out in the woods alone. Yeah, doing no this. one can get here to us. But the oh, okay, so there are a few of them where this works. You know, you've got the, you've got Apollo eighteen, so that one works because it's on the moon. What are they going to do? You've got Cloverfield, which that one works because you know they're going to be like, guys, guys, there's a giant monster. Well, yeah, duh. <laughs> we, we've we've all seen it already. I mean, we're we're in the same city as you, and it's four hundred feet tall. Well, yeah, but even then, it's still... There's the point where you're like, well, why are you filming this? And oh, yeah. Why why aren't we trying to get to something useful? Well, the, the real problem in that one is is that all the characters try to go with the one guy with the crazy plan to rescue his girlfriend. Where he's like, you guys should probably leave town, but I'm going to go deeper into town to try to rescue a girl who doesn't really like me. And they're like, okay, well, I guess we'll follow you along, even though you're... Weird, really weird about this and kind of creepy. I mean, you got a weird dude hero complex. I mean, this girl does not like you. Oh, no, wait, they were, they were together. I'm sorry, I got yeah. this wrong. But then, along the way, they pick up stringers. There are people who are just like, 
Well, I can see that crowd of people leaving the city, but I'm going to go with you guys because I like how you're going the wrong way. I'm going to go with you guys because I see how you have a camera, and I like that. Yeah, specifically, it's Lizzie Kaplan, and she's like, oh, you guys found me out here in the middle of nowhere. I don't know who you are. I'll follow you until I blow up. Yeah, that seems seems like a great plan for me. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, she basically does the same thing as a hype man for a famous rapper. (laughs) I'm going to follow you till I blow up. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Just say that Lucifer that Lizzie, it. That Liz, <laughs> Lucifer plays it. That Lizzie Kaplan exploding scene is the only part of Cloverfield that stuck with me at all. <laughs> the rest of that film is like, oh, there's a stupid fish frog, J.J. Abrams monster. And there's, oh, well, the, God. The, the problem is, at the time, that wasn't the J.J. Abrams monster. It was like, oh, that's a Cloverfield design. And then every other movie he's done, he's like, Oh, that's good enough. Yeah, we'll put in that six-legged thing again, because he has done it three times. There's that one, there's the big red thing in Star Trek, and, and then, then there's Super, Super 8. 8, which is the same monster with a with a friendlier head. Yeah, it's a it's a smaller version of that monster that looks slightly nicer. Yeah, it's got a head with recognizable like mouth and eyes, so it can talk to you. Well, it doesn't talk to you, but so it can look at you, and you can have a connective moment with it. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, we're way off topic, because Cloverfield's more interesting than this movie. Well, yes, also because we need to fill a lot of time. Just like this movie does. Yes. So they set the mirror up, and here come the cameras. There's a mirror point, or there's a camera pointed at the mirror, and that's the mirror cam. There's a camcorder that uh, Steve is wandering around with, and for the moment, that's it. That's all we need to know about. But then, during the first night, uh, fucking Matt goes sleepwalking, and this is fucking okay. I I hate everyone because his girlfriend finds him. Jim was like. Oh my god, fucking Matt's just standing in front of the mirror, creepily standing there, yeah, doing nothing. And he has his eyes closed, but then he opens them and it doesn't wake him up. And and they're both doing that whole, oh, it's bad to wake up a sleepwalker thing. And and then, I, I guess they switch to making fun of him for peeing himself. Yeah, so they, they... The thing that pissed me off the most is that when she sees that, she doesn't go like, Hey Matt, what are you doing? No, she like, goes call runs, out to him. Yeah, she goes and wakes up Steve. Like, she sees him standing there and freaks out and oh, yeah. runs to get Steve and is like, oh my god, oh, oh god, Steve, Matt is standing. I know, and here's the other thing, they never turned the lights on in any of these situations. Oh yeah, they never went into the room and was like, flip light on, hey man, what's uh, what's going on? What's this What's this all about? So the first thing is when Matt, or Steve gets out there and sees Matt just standing there, they both sort of start giggling at him because he's clearly just sleepwalking and he has peed himself. But then there's the whole, it's bad to wake a sleepwalker, you can't do that. Get used to that, because because Matt sleepwalks a lot, and every time he sleepwalks, they go, you can't wake him up. Get on the fucking internet, you goddamn idiots. It's like 2014, you can see you with a laptop. Look, Google, should you wake up sleepwalkers? Oh, also, fucking who cares? What do you think is going to happen if you wake him up? Well, there's there. it's an old urban legend. Oh yeah, that he'll either die or attack you or whatever. Yeah, normally it's that he'll die or he'll freak out dramatically and go into a seizure is kind of the, yeah. the, the belief why you shouldn't do it. That is bullshit. Yes. Uh, the worst case scenario is that they will hurt a bit when they fall down out of shock. That's that's mostly what will happen. But, but it doesn't matter. They, they don't bother to check. No. And so their solution to, oh, it seems like our good friend Matt is sleepwalking. And that's fucking weird. Uh... How about we give you a GoPro? We'll strap a camera to you. And he's like, okay, I'm okay with that. Yeah, he has a whole moment where he puts it on. He goes, yeah, mate, I look a right secret agent. What? I'm proper chuffed I am. (laughs) Yes, word for word. That's exactly what he says. He does say, I look a right secret agent. This is well good, isn't it? Yes. He doesn't say he's proper chuffed, but... I wish he did, though. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be pretty great. 
So he's he gets a, a little moment where he like does some parkour shit where he like jumps on the couch and jumps off and he's like, Look how awesome this and is And he runs at Steve and Steve, because he's the biggest baby in the world, just falls down when his friend smiling is running towards him. Uh there's no impact. He just goes, Wah! and he falls down. Yeah. So uh so Matt's got a GoPro and he's like, Great, I'm gonna go to sleep with this. This is awesome, this is what's gonna happen. Also, uh we've established as well that the main big camera that they have 24-7 shooting the mirror turned off yeah, when he went to off. go sleepwalk. So they were like, oh, that's why we need to have you with a GoPro so we can see what's going on in case this camera fucks up again. Okay. Which, of course, the next night, he goes sleepwalking around and the camera shuts off. Yeah, we don't see much of him sleepwalking the second night. He gets up, he kind of walks around a little bit. And then the the uh, it cuts to the morning when they wake they wake him up because he has fallen asleep on the balcony outside the house. Yeah, they can't find him anywhere. They go finally open up the door to the balcony, and he's just curled up sitting there. Yeah. Now they have a weird thing where he's like, "I'm not going to show you this footage." Like he goes to his room and locks the door, and they're like, "Hey, man, uh, we put a GoPro on you because we want to see what happened." He's like, "No." Uh, okay, well, can you tell us what happened? I walked around. Fuck off. Yeah. he For the rest of the film, he will never tell anyone what's going on on this GoPro. But he keeps wearing it. Oh, yeah. So, after that, they're like, oh, you walked around. What happened? Oh, I'm not telling you. Okay. Uh, you look kind of fucked up. Okay, yeah. That's, that's true. My eyes are all red and I'm all fucked up. Uh, tell me what happened. No, fuck off. And then the next night, they're like, hey, man, what's up? And he's like, well, I'm wearing this GoPro to bed again. All right. Okay. Why? I, I, I certainly am not going to... He even says, when he's lucid and awake, he says, look, here's the thing with the GoPro. You need to quit asking me for the footage from it. I'll show it to you if I don't find it embarrassing or stupid, but quit asking about it. It's it's my life, and I, I'm the one who gets to decide what happens with this footage. I'm the one who's scared of this, not you. So don't don't worry about the GoPro. Quit asking. That's basically what his message is about that. So the next night, and sure enough, there's just this progression of him doing dumb shit while sleepwalking. So yeah, we get, the next night is, they find him, and take the camcorder out, and see him standing in the kitchen with a knife. Uh, and he's pretending. The one time, he's pretending. Well, no, that was way before. Oh, okay, yeah. But he does do a thing where he because, goes and gets a knife. Oh, because we forgot to mention, they get a Ouija board. Oh, God, Ouija that's right. Board. It's only for like ten seconds in the movie, but they get a Ouija board, and they make a big deal out of it. So they have an entire scene where they're like, yeah, Ouija board. We're going to find out what the name of this spirit is, and then it turns out it's Tony. And <laughs> yeah. nothing fucking happens. Nothing related that. to Tony ever comes up again. And so, like, as he's looking at the Ouija board, fucking Matt... Goes into like a sleepwalking trance Stands up Gets a knife And they're like Hey man this isn't funny What the fuck And then he finally breaks And is like Ah I'm fucking with you And puts it back They're like Oh hey yeah That was That was a Fucking funny thing you did Also never fucking do that That's You're right naked mate I'll do you in I swear on me mum They they said (laughs) (laughs) Bash you fucking edit Yeah that's what they said (laughs) Ah. The British. The British. <laughs> oh, yes. Also, their uh, solution for him waking up and having his eyes be bright red and being all fucked up and terrible because he's been, like, he had a knife and he was sleeping on the balcony and all this bullshit is they'll give him a cup of tea because they are British. Uh-huh. They give him a nice proper cup. A nice cuppa. Cuppa. That's what it is. And a cucumber sandwich. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, yeah, colonies, bitch. Also, the queen is there. I don't know. Yeah, what's up now, British people? <laughs> oh, you guys don't even know how to make tea. Take a lot of tea. Throw it in the harbor. Yeah. Yeah. America. Oh, Lucifer blaze it. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, anyway, it progresses. Okay. Yeah. So at this point, they're like, no, we we actually need to see this fucking GoPro footage because now it's not just you pissing yourself or sleeping somewhere weird. You're actually like a danger to yourself and others. You're getting a knife. We need to see this. And again, he's just like, no, fuck you. I'm the one who's freaked out. Yeah, what he, if I hurt myself? There's a whole moment where he gets real mad at them for not helping him while he sleepwalks. Which is the only thing in this movie I've actually agreed with anyone talking about. Where he's like, why the fuck didn't you help me? Like, I could have hurt myself with a knife. You saw me. Then you saw me go to bed. And instead of locking me in a room or staying with me to make sure I don't hurt myself, you just went into another room and went to sleep. Fuck you guys. I would love to know what his plan is, though. Because I'm, I'm in a moderate disagreement with you. Yes, they should be turning the lights on and waking him up and shit like that. But the whole argument between them saying, we're scared of you because you keep picking up knives, and him saying, I should be the one who's scared, what if I hurt myself, is that they just keep saying those two things. They're just going around in circles. All of them should just say, yeah, you're right, next time we'll help you. In exchange, give us that fucking camera. <laughs> they don't do that. They just keep yelling at each other louder and louder. But I would love to know what his solution is when he's like, you guys should lock me in a room, is... Which room in your house locks from the fucking outside? Do you have a prison cell in your house? What the fuck are you talking about, you goddamn petulant little shit? Just give them the GoPro camera, and in exchange, they'll tie you up for the night. Yeah, it's... (sighs) Okay, it is infuriating, and this is also the scene here where Steve shows how much of a dumb idiot he is, where there is an actual, for real, serious conversation going on, and he's sitting there with a camcorder... Making jokes, being an asshole. Oh, yeah. This is his one chance right here to kind of turn the tide in this movie and say, you're right, you should be worried about how you might hurt yourself. Let's talk about solutions. And and even saying, like, this is why I need the cameras, this is why we should be filming, because that way we can see if you do something or if you're going to hurt yourself or whatever. We can know what's going on. But no, he's just like, herf-a-derf, I've got a camcorder. Bob's your uncle, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. He says, "Yeah." Before attempting to spot the larch, <laughs> uh, yeah. And then the next scene is something completely different. <laughs> they find Spiny Norman. <laughs> uh, so the the movie, like what we have mentioned so far, sounds like it would probably be like the opening ten fifteen minutes of this film, right? Like what we have mentioned, you would think. This is just maybe the beginning of Act 1 because it's setting up things going crazy. It's the first hour out of two. Yeah. No. This is half the film is nothing. Fucking. Okay. We also had a running count in this movie of the amount of times. I was saving that. Yeah. That the film uh, does one of those horror movie things where a shot lingers slightly too long on an object. And most horror films will do this once or twice where you go... Oh, we're gonna linger on like this window this, or this, this window or this door or this mirror or whatever it happens to be. Glass of water so you can see the vibrations in it, that sort of thing. Yeah. And nothing happens the first couple times, and then like the third time, there's a ghost or someone runs across or something happens. Yeah, something like oh, the sheet got pulled off that blanket or something like that. Yeah, something happens in the shot 
that we've already seen a couple times that's static that changes things. Yeah. So that we can understand that the stakes have risen or that a ghost is actually doing something. Yeah, that that it's not just your imagination. That's that's basically what you're supposed to do. How many did we get to? Is it 11? Uh, I think at final count of shots of the mirror where nothing else is happening and then nothing happens in that shot, it got up to 11 or 12. Yeah, somewhere between 11 or 12 shots, lingering 15 to 30 second shots of the mirror where nothing happens and then it just cuts away to something else. Now this is not including shots where it's two people talking in the mirrors in the background or any of the shots where it's just we're focused technically with the mirror but something else is going on. Or shots where people like innocently walk across the frame of the mirror like after they set up the camera and then they walk between the camera and the mirror we're not counting that because even though nothing interesting happens something does happen you know it's not relevant to the plot of the film but no 11 i'd say 11 or 12 times there are just long lingering shots on this fucking mirror and nothing happens and is there a payoff is there a 13th shot where there's something happens in the mirror no fucking nothing happens in this stupid bullshit film god every time every time we were watching this film, and fucking Jeff is I was, sitting there going like, Oh yeah, just wait, they're gonna turn the corner, and then fucking Matt's gonna be there. Or, oh, just you wait, they're gonna look at that mirror, and then a dude's face is gonna be fucked up. Just you wait, this is gonna happen. Never correct, always wrong, because every time you predicted something, it was that something would happen. I have a defense mechanism when I watch horror movies, because I'm easily scared, and because I get bad dreams after I watch them. <laughs> this is actually true, I, I'm scared of horror movies, I'll admit it, I'm also afraid of heights, whatever. So, one of my defense mechanisms when I have to watch these fucking things is I'll predict shit just so I can be right and be like, it's just a film because I'm predicting it and I, I'm, I'm good at cinematography. Well, in this movie, I'm bad at cinematography because they don't know what that word is. <laughs> Every time they set up shots that in any other horror film would have a payoff. Any of them. And I understand that it's, it's definitely a thing in especially modern horror films where you do fake-outs. You're like... We're doing a shot that you've seen a million times before, and that you know when we, like, okay, we're going to look at a thing, turn away, and look back, and something's going to be there. And a lot of horror films will play with that and go, we look at a thing, look away, look back, oh, and nothing changed, we're faking you out. Okay. Or you do that shot, and then nothing happens, and then screechy violins and something happens. Yeah. Because they want to make you so that you never know for certain what's going to happen. And I understand that. I understand that that's a thing that helps with horror films. However, this movie never has a payoff. Period. No. Ever. All of the actual scares, I'm, I'm air quoting right now, the scares in this movie are deliberate and right in front of you and very obvious. It, 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 okay, well, we should probably push forward with the plot. He goes sleepwalking again, and this time he gets a knife out of the kitchen while he's sleepwalking, and then walks into the other two people's rooms and waves the knife around near them, and then he leaves and goes outside and chases the jogger who maces him. Yeah, well, I th- there's two different scenes, actually. There's one where he kind of fucks with a knife around them, mm-hmm. and then that's that's one night. Mm-hmm. And then another night is he kind of does that and then goes and does this. So we know he's been, for a couple nights, dicking around with a knife. Yeah, but he doesn't cut them with it, he just waves it around near them. Like, he kind of plays with that uh, fucking Steve's poof hair. Yeah, and you know that he's holding it in a way where the camera can see that he's holding it, because the way he's holding it is the way you'd see it in, like, 
like a doom where you've got the knife and you're like, oh shit, I gotta find the fucking chainsaw. This knife is terrible. But so he's holding it at like sort of a dumb front out in front of him angle with his arm akimbo. It's the only way he could be holding it. But he holds it like that all the time. He never rests. He never puts it down. So when he goes outside and chases a jogger around, it's literally like watching a first person video game. Yeah, I mean, at least eventually when he goes outside, he sort of looks like he has his arm outstretched. But even then, it's just my arm is out in front of me holding a knife. Pointing forward. Yeah, he's like a kid pretending to be Superman flying around. Yeah, no, he's just like, I have a knife, I look like I'm just pointing at things in the distance with a knife. Yeah. Anyway, he goes down an alley, waits for a jogger, and then hides from her in the shadows, and then chases her down with a knife, and she turns around and maces him, and that works. He goes, ah, and he lies down and keeps screaming, and she runs away. Yeah. Which, okay, cut to the next day. They find him in his bed, and his feet are all dirty, and they're like, oh god, oh gosh, what... What did, where, where'd he go? What, what happened? Not waking him up, not looking for the fucking camera, not doing fucking anything. They're just like, oh, he went outside. Oh, we should, we should whisper in case he wakes up and is a douche again. Yeah. Then he wakes up and immediately goes into the shower, and then they go running into his room to try and find the GoPro, which they fail to do. Uh, they don't find the GoPro, they don't find the knife he's got hidden in there. They just find nothing, and then he turns up, and he's got mace eyes, although the fakest-looking mace eyes you ever did see. It is. He has red contacts contacts that you would get if you were like, oh, I need to do something spooky for, like, Halloween. I'm going to go buy those fake contacts. In fact, in order to make it work, I feel like that might be the only digital effect shot in the film is them making his eyes look slightly bigger than normal. That might be... It may also just be makeup. Because one of my guesses was that this movie would have no special effects... It has no special effects. It has zero special effects. In fact, it only has, I'd say, three practical effects. Yeah. There's, uh... Well, we gotta get to it. We'll get get to them. We haven't hit any yet. Let that be known. We're about an hour and 20 minutes into this two-hour movie, and there's yet to be any kind of practical effect. So, the, uh, the consequence of him getting maced is that he's blind. He can't see anything. Now, instead of going... Holy shit, that's fucked up. Let's get you to a goddamned hospital. We're in the UK. This isn't a problem. We're not going to have to pay thousands of dollars because we're idiot Americans. Yeah. I mean, but uh, they, they put him in bed. When he comes in, he goes, I'm blind, I can't see. And they're like, what happened? He just goes, I'm blind, I can't see. And they're like, well, can you see if I turn the lights on enough? I'm blind, I can't see. I'm the worst character because I never answer a question. And, and so they put him in bed, and then they leave the room briefly to discuss what their options are, and then he stands up and starts yelling, get out at them, and then slow, shuts the door and lies down again. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. We don't know if he lies down. This causes his girlfriend to cry and start trying to talk to him through the door, and the other, the roommate, Steve, he goes off and just sits in the kitchen and freaks out a little bit. No one ever picks up a phone in this. No. And even before the, the blinding scene, just while he was being a huge douche and not showing anyone GoPro footage... There were scenes between fucking Steve and Gemma where they're like, Oh, what's what's wrong with Matt? I wonder why he's being such a douche. And, oh, I I don't think that he he likes me. How could we possibly get him out of that room? Oh, well, maybe I'll tell him that you're going to leave him. Oh, he wouldn't care about that. Oh, I'm sad. I'm like, why do you care? Your boyfriend has become the biggest asshole ever. Yeah. And even if you're, like, legitimately worried about him, he is full-on refusing assistance in any way. Oh, yeah. He has locked himself in your bedroom. Oh, he won't let you have your cell phone charger out of there, either. No, it's... Like, there was one part where he comes out to get food before locking himself back into the room, and instead of, like, 
physically stopping him and being like, dude, listen, we need to have a conversation, or I need to get at least a couple things out of that room. It is technically also my room. They're like, hey, man, hey, oh, oh, no, oh, no, well, you locked yourself in again. Notably, they also point several cameras at him. Oh, yeah, they do at least do that. Yeah. At least they did the important thing of pointing a camera at him. Yeah. Instead of saying, hey, man, can we talk for a second? I turned off this stupid camera. We can have a little conversation. They're just like, oh, dude, I'm watching you be a douche with a camera that you told me you didn't want to be filmed with. Ugh, okay. And, okay, we had talked in the beginning about how, like, cameras uh, in this film and in found footage films are usually, like, the other character. Cameras are something that are super important in the found film because uh, you need to have different ways of looking at things. You need to have specific uh, perspectives. They give you your rules. That's the big thing about found footage movies. The first Paranormal Activity movie, they had that one camera on the bed that they could could, uh, speed up. And that, that led to one of the more interesting shots in the film of the guy kind of waving back and forth as he stands there for seven hours in the middle of the night. Well, she. She, sorry. They give you the rules of, of what, you know, and they set constraints. They set limits on the world. So if it's a static camera that no one's holding and footprints go across it, you know, watching it, you can't chase those footprints and see what's happening. Yeah, it gives you... Uh, it's, it's like that old uh, idea that having constraints is what helps with creativity mm-hmm. and that if you can do anything then you're a little paralyzed, but as soon as someone goes, here are the parameters wherein you can do something, it's a little easier to make stuff happen. And I feel like found footage film really does that. If it's doing it well, it does that. Right. So it goes, this is what I can do. These are the parameters I have. I'll work within those. This movie, however, has three cameras, one of which is the GoPro, which none of the characters get to look at. We occasionally get to see the footage it, well, of it. It's how we see him murdering people and stuff, or trying to, is, is we get to see the GoPro footage from time to time. The, the idea being that he plugs it in and charges it at night, and then, or during the day, and then straps it to himself before he goes haunted. Yeah. I don't understand what's and, happening. And apparently, I don't know, replaces the memory stick in there, and yeah, does a whole bunch of shit. All that. He's, he's keeping all kinds of track on that cave. He's got a, he's got a computer back there he's uploading the video to. Okay, so the GoPro has no bearing on the plot. Yeah. Though. So the GoPro is just, we occasionally get a way to see some stuff, has nothing to do. We have the main static camera. Yeah, that's the, the large. mirror cam. We never get anything from that perspective that matters, ever. In fact, most of the time, what we get is, in the morning, the characters go up and go, Oh, someone turned off the camera. Oh, right. It, it had nothing going on, and right when weird stuff started happening... The camera turned off. Yeah, there is one. I think there's one shot they get off the the, the mirror camera, and they use it to prove to uh, Matt that he's doing things with the knife. They say you need to watch this, and he goes, "I'm not watching it. I don't want to watch it. You can't make me watch that." And they get him to watch it, and he's like, "Oh my gosh!" And then he goes and sits down, and then he gets mad at them for not stopping him. Yeah, no, it's the one time where we see him uh, turning off the camera. Yeah, that's we see him turn off the camera. We also see him with a knife. It, but even even then, the main big camera never pays off for anything, and we don't see almost any footage from that perspective. We don't see that footage. We see his reaction to it. Yeah, what we see is, when it first happens, we see it from the GoPro point of view of him turning off the camera. Yes. And then we see from the camcorder, Steve looking at the viewfinder of the large camera going, oh my god, you fucking turned my camera off, you lying son of a bitch. Yeah, so... We never see the footage of that camera. There's only one other, and it's the one that Steve has himself, his steady, his handy cam. That's basically the camera of this movie. And, and that means that this movie is basically just shot on shitty steady cam. 
Because it's just him running around. So that's most of what you see in this movie, is him running around and pointing it at things. Which means that of two... Okay, so if we have six characters, and three of them are cameras, two-thirds of them aren't actually involved in anything. Yeah, one of them is just Steve's eye or Matt's eyes, which he selectively opens when he wants to. And then one of them is Steve's eyes. And then the last one is just nothing. nothing. It's a mirror camera that never gets turned on. Yeah, I... That is what pissed me off a lot in this, is you have these cameras set up, and the whole point is to catch spooky shit on these cameras. No payoff. Again, this film, no payoff for anything, no concept, ever pays off, fuck you movie. So, okay, let's get to the fucking denouement of this bullshit. We already established he goes outside and he gets maced and his eyes don't work anymore. The next time he wakes up in the middle of the night, he takes a knife and cuts his eyes out. Yep. Now, uh, we get... The GoPro of him standing in front of the mirror, mm-hmm. and okay, he brings a knife up, and we hear some Foley artist giving us some very goofy, schlucking sounds. Yeah, some scorch noises that sound like, like a knife on bone well enough. It's not terrible. But then his eyes fall out like Nerf balls. Oh, they pop out and are like, dunk. Yeah. <laughs> it's It sounds like he dropped two wallets. It Honestly, it just sounds like... Yeah, we had two big glass fake eyes and dropped those. And instead of using uh, sound to make it sound like something squishy fell, we just left in the noise of large glass balls hitting a floor. Yeah, so he does this with, I want to say, a nine-inch chef's knife. Yep. And then does not bleed to death or anything like that. He pans back a little bit as he backs up and you get to see the two eye socket holes. There's one of your practical effects right there, folks. Hey. A, a brief shot of him without eyeballs. Yep. There's one. There's one. Now he goes outside and he chases a jogger and uh, chases her to her car, cuts her throat. And the the fucking person that he goes after makes no noise, turns around, sees him, doesn't scream, doesn't fight back. It's just, hey, man, uh, oh, and then yep. gets her throat cut and she starts... Squirting blood yeah, and bleeding out. There's one of your practical effects is her bleeding out. Yeah, so we get the cut uh, throat effect, and, and then, then and then then we get the GoPro has blood on it, and it's sort of squished up against her body, so we can't see, but we definitely hear some stabbing noise going on, and it pulls back, and oh, he's cut her eyes out and is holding them, and they look like two big fake glass eyeballs. Yeah, they have like the connective tissue around them and stuff. I thought they didn't look terrible. To me, they look kind of like. Like, uh, if you were to peel a hard-boiled egg while it was still in the water. They, they didn't They didn't look all that bad. They, they, I mean, you only get to see them for a second before the camera cuts out, because, you know, no no reason to follow that shot. No. So, so they, again, one of the things about him is apparently he has magic camera breakiness, where the camera cuts in and out. I mean, it's clearly just editing, but it's like, whenever he's running around doing his murders or his creepy stuff at night, the camera that's strapped to him will just kind of go... And you can see the footage. Turn off again. Turn on again. Turn off again. It's like, why is that happening? What's going on? Yeah. No, it's just... Oh, I guess while he's in his possessed murder walking at night, he occasionally decides, Oh, I I guess I'll turn this off because this... This is boring right now, but... Oh, okay, I'm about to kill someone. I should turn this on again. This isn't useful footage right here. I need to save the stick. Uh, Anyway... So he's gone. At he, this point, he's, he's gone. gone. And again, this movie still has like another 40 minutes in it, and he's gone. And, and now we cut to just fucking Gemma and Steve in the house, and they're like, oh, he's missing, Ma. Do they, I don't know, call the police? 
Report a missing person? Why, of course not. No, they won't. They won't ring up the bobbies. <laughs> no, indeed not. I mean, those fellows don't even have proper guns. <laughs> uh, Instead, they just argue about whether or not he's dead in a ditch. Yeah, and that argument, again, takes place over like fucking five to ten minutes of movie. Yeah, where they're like, oh. Fucking, uh, he's he's got. What if he's dead? Oh well, you know, you don't just lie down in a ditch if you're blind. You you have a stiff upper lip and you carry on. <laughs> the only thing you have to fear is fear itself, he said. <laughs> and then they were like, "Wait a minute, that was an American bloke." <laughs> Madam, if I pull your chain, will you blush? <laughs> an iron curtain has descended. <laughs> we will find him on the beaches. <laughs> we will find him on the hills. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, he started quoting Churchill. <laughs> that's what happened. And then, then she responded by saying, Remember, remember, the 5th of November. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, that's what happened. Yep, yep. That's totally at this what point, happened. At this point, the movie switches into high-speed motion and Yakety Sax starts playing. <laughs> there are a bunch of... Uh, just bikini, models, just bikini models that start running in between rooms. Angry pallbearers from a passing funeral. <laughs> That's this is the weirdest. God damn this movie! Sorry, I just wish something cool like that would happen. I just wished something would happen. And then Mr. Bean shows up. He's had his eyes cut out. He's like, "Hello, my little sighted friends." Yeah, and then we get. And then the doctor steps out and he's like, Oh, what's going on here? I'm the doctor. Oh no, my eyes! And they're like, Get out of here, you filthy Welshman. <laughs> you dirty Welshman. How dare you? This is proper Queen's country. None of you time traveling sheep fuckers. <laughs> so, okay. Alright, back, so, back to what's actually happening. They have a dumb argument. They have a dumb argument. It lasts forever. And then we get another scene where Gemma is in bed, and she screams, and Steve goes running in there with the camcorder. Now, let's let's go ahead and, and make sure everyone knows they've stopped caring about the mirror. Like, they're no longer trying to prove anything to the goddamn Randy Foundation. They're not trying to do anything. And yet, Steve is still filming everything. Oh, yeah. he's He's got a camera on himself at night. And then whenever something happens at night, he picks up the camera and runs around with it. Yeah. And when he finds Gemma screaming in her bed, she has cut her side with a knife that she is still holding. Yeah, she's cut like four or five long slashes into her side, but only enough to break the skin. So she's bleeding, but she's not, like, dying. Okay, now, let me ask you. Does he call an ambulance at this point? No. Would do, Does he have any concerns... At all at this point. Well, he wants to bandage her up, but otherwise not really. And and bandage her up with fucking, like, toilet paper. Yeah, that's right. Well, he eventually puts, like, a little sticky gauze pad on her, on her stomach. I assume she goes to the goddamn doctor on her own when she can drive, is, pro is what happens here. Because he just puts bandages on her and is like, oh my gosh, this is unusual. Anyway, you doing alright? I'm gonna go back in the room and put the camera on me. Anyway, I'm gonna go to sleep. Bye. Yeah, that's good enough. So, she cuts herself up, and then, then I, 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 at this point... I lose track of how many nights they pass through. Because it, it, it's just, they keep having little is that is that Matt moments where, like, they'll well, get a phone call or... And there's also been, throughout the movie, these just little moments of, like, oh, we're running around, we're doing something. Oh, we've, we're having a stupid conversation in the last three seconds. So it makes it seem like 
they have had this mirror in the apartment for weeks. Yeah, you have no idea how long and, it's been going at a certain point. no one has gone to a job. Yeah, no one's gone to any kind of a job. No one has any other friends outside of this circle. Yeah, at one point they go to the circus together. The three of them go to the yeah, circus. and that was it. And Yeah, they return to the house and the house has been ransacked while they were gone? That's the weirdest thing. Oh yeah, well it's the only point in the film where anything that could be construed as supernatural happens because everything else could just be, oh, these people went insane. Yeah, and it leads to one of my favorite dumbass moments from Steve, because he gets back to the house, and the house has been all ransacked and fucked, and while while uh, Matt is running around yelling at invisible assailants, that he's like, get the fuck out of my room! Okay, you're not in my room, then get the fuck out of my bathroom! <laughs> he keeps trying that sort of thing. And, and, and Gemma's like, oh my god, oh, is, no. is anything missing? And then Steve, Steve is like, oh, this is proof. This is proof, Randy Foundation. I know that the main camera turned off, because that's our conceit, that anytime fucking anything happens, our main camera turns off. But look, I was filming, and everything was fine, and then I turned the camera off, and the room was fucked up. Now, there's no way that a normal human could fuck up a room like this. His secondary piece of evidence here, because one, right off the bat, what John just said, 100% correct. That is dumbass. But the second piece of evidence he puts forward during this scene is that the mirror... Is undamaged. Oh yeah, other mirrors in the house have been broken, but the the main haunted mirror is fine. Not all the mirrors in the house. They have a little vanity mirror in the bathroom. Yeah, which but is just the, most of the mirrors. Yeah, the mirror in the bathroom has been broken in half. The little the little vanity mirror, but the big mirror, the one above the sink, is fine. Yeah, and then there's another mirror in one of their rooms that's broken. There's so it's just like. A couple mirrors. A few of the mirrors got broken. So the mirror doesn't like other mirrors, I guess. Just smaller mirrors. It's a bully mirror. Yeah, it's it's a piece of shit bully mirror. And it was like, more more or less what I think actually happened is that they couldn't afford the budget to break mirrors that were built into the apartment they were filming in. Oh yeah, so it was like, okay, we're going to break all the mirrors in here. And he's like, you what, mate? <laughs> My fucking flat, man. Yeah, you can't do that. That's, that's probably what happened. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so instead, they just break some of the mirrors and try not to draw attention to the ones that are inbuilt to the house. So, at this point in the film, we've gotten... Gemma's all slashed up and is kind of fucked up, and Steve finally is like, alright, fuck, this, fuck mirror. this mirror. Yeah. And he goes out to the woods somewhere and goes and puts it next to a tree, and takes a goddamn th- sledgehammer... Yeah, well, let's, let's set the moment properly. He puts it next to a tree... He sits next to it to have a smoke. He walks off screen. He walks back on screen with his sledgehammer. He thinks about it for a while. He looks off in the distance. He tests the heft of the sledgehammer. He changes his foot position so that he's standing adjacent to the mirror. He checks the distance again. He has one last look at the mirror. He looks at the sledgehammer. He pulls the sledgehammer back as if he's going to strike. He changes his mind. He looks at the sledgehammer, looks off into the distance, pulls the sledgehammer back and breaks the mirror. Nothing happens. Now, in the trailer for this, it shows him going to break the mirror. Like, it shows the swing of Sledgehammer to mirror and cuts right as the connection is made. And it almost looked like, in the trailer, like the mirror did, like, a weird, like, wavy liquid thing where it's like, oh, it absorbed the hit and it's fucking evil or whatever. I'll eat your hammer! No, no, it just breaks like a regular mirror. He hits a mirror and it breaks. Good scene. Good job, everyone. Cut to him and Gemma eating breakfast in a house, and then she goes to bed. Yay! So, (laughs) at this point, we get to the final climax of the film, where Steve wakes up, and he has been 
cut sort of on his he side. Has, he has less severe scratches. They aren't they aren't very deep and they aren't bleeding very much, but he has a couple of big red scratches down his hand. Yeah, he's he's got blood coming his, down his, his side, his torso. Excuse me. Yeah, which he wakes up to find, which means that him getting scratched such that he is drawing blood from his chest, not enough to wake him up. Yeah, and then I, I guess that's it's probably because of magic, right? I mean, he gets up and he checks Gemma's room, and instead of seeing Gemma in there, he sees a hooded figure that he thinks is probably Matt, and so do so do we as the viewers, but we can't see because he's wearing a hood. I mean, he's wearing the fucking Scream outfit, minus the the mask, is what's happening. Oh yeah, he's in full cloak. He is full, yeah, fully cloaked. He has a big pointy hood, and he's got sleeves that extend beyond his hands. Yeah. On the back. We can see his feet, and that's it. Yeah. He went, and when I say they extend beyond his hands, I mean they come out, his hands come out, but then his sleeves have tails that come out beyond. He is literally wearing the Scream outfit. You could, He bought it at fucking Target, or, oh, sorry, it's the UK. Party City. He bought it at Tesco. <laughs> he, oh, also, all the fucking sheets in this are Ikea sheets. Oh, everything. Like, literally Ikea Yeah, you sheets. can literally see the Ikea brand down the sheets. And also, those are all, like, Ektorp couches, so yeah. Oh, it's great. I'm sorry, Ektorp's the chair, but whatever. It's he's got those they've got those shitty little two person couches that you can get for a hundred dollars to decorate your very first dorm room. That's what this house is full of. For these three people that don't have jobs. Yeah, well obviously that they had to save by just getting the IKEA furniture. Right. Uh, sure. Okay. Right. So, so he's like, Oh Matt, oh I was so I was so worried. Oh I'm gl- I'm glad you're back, Matt and he kinda like Looks down the hallway and well, he sees that Matt's nails are long and pointy, and he's like, "Oh, oh you fucking scratched me, I'm mate! Not, I'm not I'll mad bash at- your fucking head in! I swear, <laughs> me, mama!" <laughs> he actually tries to say, "It's okay that you scratched me. I, I understand. It's all right. You scratched me, or whatever." But but then uh, he looks down the hallway, and sure enough, there's Gemma standing doing Blair White, Blair Witch, and he looks back to where Matt was in the room, and Matt's gone, and he he goes into the room and can't find Matt anywhere. Checks the bathroom, just like he's done three times in this film already. No one's ever in that little bathroom. Nope. And then, like, walks out, and he's like, oh, Gemma, I'm only looking at your back. I, I can only see your back, Gemma. Gemma, I realize that nothing is wrong with you. There's definitely nothing wrong with the front of you, but I can only see your back. Gemma, hey, Gemma, What's up? Hey, Gemma, can I turn the lights on, maybe? Can I can I hit a light switch? No, oh, I better not. I better uh, not. We're trying to save energy. I better get within two steps of you, congruous Gemma. You're not incongruously behavior, er, behaving at all at the moment. No, this is standard action for you, Gemma. Yeah. Gemma, I know that you will normally stand here looking away from me. At a That's weird fine. angle in the kitchen towards the knives. That's normal. And then she turns around and, oh my god, you guys, she doesn't have eyes. And she walks two steps forward and stabs him in the stomach. Yay! And then, and then, and then he staggers over to the mirror, which is back and repaired now. Oh you my guys. god, the mirror came back! No explanation for how, although it appears to have a different frame. In, in, <laughs> anyway, he he, because uh, I don't think they could afford that. Maybe they fucked up and they shot this thing in sequence, and then they're like, "Fuck, we had films scenes to do with that mirror still." You guys, get a different mirror. God damn it! Okay, try and find one that looks like it. See if Satan blaze it. Try, say, <laughs> <laughs> Lucifer Blazit. Does he have any more mirrors for sale? Can we go to the Lucifer Blazit mirror warehouse (laughs) where all your unholy mirror needs are taken care of? Do you need unholy mirrors? I'm here at Lucifer Blazit's unholy mirror warehouse. Well, you know, what's weird is that it's not an Ikea mirror. (laughs) That's how you know it's evil. (laughs) That'd be great if it was. Like, it was a haunted Ikea pooply mirror. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, see, no, you get that from Yusufur Blazit. <laughs> Yusufur. And it's got the dots on everything. <laughs> okay. Of course it's haunted. It's a pupil. <laughs> All the pupils are haunted. So he, he takes his now stabbed self over to the mirror, cries fil- a bit, films himself so we can see him filming himself with a knife sticking out of his side. And he's like, oh, I, I, here I am. Here I am standing in front of this mirror. And then he falls over. Oh, I'm proper fucked, mate. Oh, don't forget. He pans the camera a little bit. And in the mirror, very briefly, the only time the mirror shows something that isn't there in this entire movie is Matt with his eyes missing. Yeah. And then he pans away. He turns around to look. And it's just Gemma standing over there. And then he dies. Yeah. He falls over. And the camera is just looking at the, the fucking wall. And, like, some blood seeps into frame. And then it gives us the standard found footage end scene of... The this footage was found when they were looking for these flatmates. My favorite part about this one's found footage denouement bullshit, which, yeah, is in every single one of these movies, is that it mentions that this footage was then sent to the James Randy, Randy Foundation. <laughs> of course. That's what the police did with it. The police took this as evidence, and then were like, hey, you know who want to see this? James Randy. <laughs> I'm James Randy. If you want to hear an impression of a magician pretending he has magic powers while getting his dick sucked, you just tell me the magician and I, James Randy, will do that impression for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's so bad. So that's, and that's it. That's the movie. The fucking movie has like five to ten minutes worth of actual plot. And then it, about an hour and 45 of nothing. Yeah. Now, and usually you can go, oh yeah, well you have to have a few things to set up characters so we know what these characters are about. You have to set up the apartment so that when something weird happens in the apartment, we know what's going on. You have to set up things to be sort of familiar so that when they're different, that's weird and scary. However... It just sets everything up for an hour and 45 minutes and then doesn't do anything. Yeah, there's there's nothing. This movie is all set up, no payoff, again, what the shit. Yeah, it, it, to me it just it hardened my standard dislike of found footage films. Okay, so... You know what I, I haven't seen is Chronicle. I, I wonder if that's... Because that's supposed to be the found footage superhero movie. I, yeah. I, I'm very curious to see that and see if it's any good. I have been wanting to see that forever and I cannot find it anywhere. Yeah, well, you know, you gotta probably got to pry it out of James Trank's hands at this point, because <laughs> my understanding is that guy is just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just sad. I know. It's too bad. All right, so uh, I believe you have yeah. some ratings. All right. Well, first we're going to get to our best and worst in the film. Mm-hmm. Jeff, what, what was the best thing in this movie for you? Oh. Uh, Come on, give me something. Oh, my gosh. I am going to see, says someone who has nothing. Um, I is that time where you were on your phone when you playing, beat that level when I was playing Alpha Bear instead of doing it, <laughs> when you beat a level in Alpha Bear is your favorite my, part of this might movie. have been but no I think it was I think it, my favorite part of this movie is how stupid Steve is not just I mean like I feel like he's even supposed to be stupid in the conceit of the film oh yeah like I think that was the one thing about this movie they were like oh it's got a stupid main character and we're gonna deal with that because there's a point where he's like arguing that he needs to keep filming because he thinks he's got footage for the James Randi Foundation. And even he has to concede at that point that nothing supernatural has happened at all on any of his cameras ever. And he goes, But it's better than nothing, mate! It's better than nothing, it is! Uh. Please, sir, can I have some more... (laughs) More footage? (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, dumb British stuff. Anyway, yeah, I'd say that's my favorite thing about this movie is how fucking stupid he is, and I want to give the movie the credit that that's that he's just that stupid. That's an actual character that, thing, and yeah. not just the movie being bad. Yeah, because he is too stupid for for it to be an accident. Yeah. What would you say is yours? Okay, number one, the only thing in this movie that's even remotely decent is the one shot where Gemma turns around and has no eyes. It is literally the only horror movie moment in the entire film. Like, that's the only horror beat this movie has. Yeah. It's funny because she turns around and then takes two casual steps towards him and stabs him in the stomach. I guess he's just paralyzed with fear because he doesn't try and get away or anything. He just goes... There's, there's no comment on his part. He doesn't shake the camera around, nothing. It's the only stable shot in the oh, film. actually... Another thing, I'll throw this in along with that, the movie has no soundtrack, which includes no, like, screechy violins when something scary happens or anything like that. Well, because nothing scary happens. But it doesn't have that uh, soundtrack, so everything is just the noise that's going on, which I appreciate in a found footage film when they don't try to add that in. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So your least favorite thing in this film, try to pick just one... Uh, I'm going to take what we were talking about earlier. I was saving it for this. The 11 shots of the mirror. <laughs> there are 11 of them. And, and every time you're like, oh, right, this time. This time you're going to see like a figure move across it. Or you're going to see like Matt staring into it even, or staring out of it even though he's not looking into it. You're going to see something once. Anything at all. Once. There's a shot where they have it covered with a sheet because they're scared of it. And I was like, okay, in this shot you're going to see the mirror magically pull the sheet off itself. Nope, never. Nothing. The sheet, the, nothing moves. They don't even have the budget for an ex, for an intern to pull shit off of things from off screen. Yeah, they did not have the budget for a fish hook and line. Nothing. They had nothing. They could have used a big vaudeville hook, and it would have been scarier than what actually happened. <laughs> oh, it's true. So there you go. Eleven shots of this fucking thing with no payoff at all. John, your least favorite? Uh, I'm also gonna go with the fact that there is zero payoff ever. Like, it's. There are several things set up. One, the shots of the mirror, which you took. The other one is, there's supposed to be some payoff with... I, like, the GoPro should be a payoff moment. There should be a moment they where they it. find it and go, Oh my god! Oh my god! Matt's been, been murdering joggers! Yeah, Matt's been fucking going crazy! He's He's been watching me in my sleep with a knife in his hand! Holy fuck! And you'd have tension. Any tension. No. Again, no payoff, nothing, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, it's just right. a bunch of nothing. So, ratings, the way that works, we each give a rating between 1 and 5. We add that together. That's going to be your rating out of 10 for this film. So, Jeff, what do you give the mirror? Um, Is the finger an available rating? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay, I'm going to give this the finger out of 5. Uh, I assume that's an actual one because I'm not allowed to go lower. Sure, you yeah. can you can go as low as I'll give you a point five. That way we can end up giving a movie a one at some point. Okay, great. Well, um, this is what, that's what this gets. This is the worst movie I've seen in months. Uh, I'm unbelievably angry that I wasted my time on it. I mean, I had a cell phone. I mean, I watched the day after two months ago. <laughs> And it's going to get a higher rating than this. Oh, it absolutely will get a higher rating than this, even though it's a boring nothing from the '80s that wastes John Lithgow. Yeah. You don't waste John Lithgow. How dare you? Oh, the very idea. <laughs> the nerve. So yeah, this gets a point five. Nothing happens. Nothing is scary. I'm actually afraid of horror movies. That's a real thing for me. This did nothing. At the point where she turned around with her eyes, I was like, oh, finally. Yeah. That was my response. Well, that was that's the problem with it. With no payoff, as soon as something happens, instead of being spooky, you're like, oh, thank Christ. Yeah, it was like cathartic. 
was like, oh, God, something. Okay. Too late, though. Yeah. No, okay. And you know what? I'm also going to give it a point five. This is getting a 1 out of 10. This is getting fucking the lowest thing we've gotten in movie mastery history. Fuck this movie. Nothing happens. At least when the other movies that we've watched that are boring has things happening. It's just boring things. This has nothing. Yeah. Uh, the only credit I'll give this movie is it wasn't exploitative with the girlfriend at all. No. It it was just, you are another character. Yeah. There's no point where she's in less than pajama t- pants and a shirt. Oh, yeah. We never get, like, a bra and panty scene or anything like a, that. A scene where you take watch her with taking a shower through those heavy smoked glass bubble things they have on their shower. Or, like, a scene where the guy's like, yeah, let me have sex with you while this GoPro's on. That'd be hot. Yeah. There's none of that. In fact, there's a scene where he makes a joke about that, where he tries to jump on we, and pretend to have sex with her, and he goes, oh, hon, there's something wrong with our love life now, or something's come no, between it's, us. Oh, something's come between us. And then she yells out... Thanks for ruining our love life, Steve. And that's it. And that's that's the closest. So I, credit for not for making her a like rape target or anything like that. That's that fine. You get that credit. You still get a 1 out of 10. You still get the lowest rating. You're still bullshit, and we hate you. Mm. Okay, that has been our day s- eight? Eight. 8. Day 8 of Horrortoberfest. Uh, if you've got any more, uh, we've got more than enough movies right now for the month. But if there's anything you want, it will go on the list. There is a chance that you will get randomly picked, because I am still rolling randomly for my daily reviews, as well as randomly rolling for our weekly review with the podcast. It's absolutely true, because I really wanted to watch Gayracula. Oh yeah, Gayracula is on the list, but we didn't get to pick it. I'll be mad at you if you watch Gayracula without me. So, just so you know. Just so you know, tomorrow I'm watching Gayracula get fucked. Ooh. <laughs> I'll be mad. I'll be mad at you. So mad. So mad. Okay, so uh, if you've got any suggestions, you can find us on Twitter at System Mastery. You can go to our Facebook page, System Mastery. You can uh, just email us, systemmastery at gmail.com. Let us know what's up. If you're from England, let us know how angry you are. Let me know how proper chuffed you are. <laughs> oh, that makes her happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How proper chuffed they are yeah. that I'm making fun of them. Maybe a little thank you note for saving your ass in World War II. Maybe. Yeah, just well, just let us know yeah. how much you appreciate that the colonies have finally come back and saved you from everything. Now, if this caused you to spit out your overboiled carrots in, in rage, we do apologize for that. <laughs> I'm sorry, England. I'm so sorry. Have a warm beer and you'll feel a whole lot better about the whole thing. Just have a free health care and you'll feel a lot better about it. <laughs> that, is, that part's true. <laughs> All right. Oh, thanks. by the way, your prime minister fucks pigs. Well, obviously. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> thank you so much for listening. We will be back next week. Until then, have a great one.